0: Welcome to this week's episode of Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm Colleen.
1: And I am also Colleen. No, wait. Oh, it's a twist. I read the script wrong. I am Matt. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This font is so small. I think by process of elimination, I must be a noob. And I'm Matt. I have to edit out so much, like, gap in the intro. Like, we're just bad at leading into each other's names. No, we're not. Do you want me to leave the pauses?
0: Do you want me to leave all your pauses? Okay, let's talk about editing the podcast for a minute here. Because when I was editing it, I we all have our things, you know. Like I say, like a lot. At least
1: I don't go. Yeah, and I love feet.
0: Me and Anoop do this mouth noise, and then Matt
1: and I love just feet.
0: does this. So I have to edit.
1: I'm one of the sloths. All these Zootopia. pauses out.
0: It's so. Oh my god, he really is. It's really annoying. Yeah.
1: I don't. I don't understand why you're hating on my. Um,
0: the way you talk is so just annoying. So he also married. has a
1: speech impediment, which is like not super cool on your part. But yeah. fine. <laughs> I have trouble getting my words out, and Colleen berates me for it. yeah, I yeah. I remember when you were giving your vows, and she actually interrupted to tell you to talk faster. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this out in the video. So <laughs> <what> she said. <laughs> Uh, can we before we talk about Wild Thornberries? can we talk about how Order of the Phoenix is not good? Yeah, because I'm still rereading uh, that. Uh, oh, OK. <laughs> I was like, I mean, we can. It doesn't seem there's that's a pretty much an odd sequence. to Three months later, because I read it before bed, which is a mistake because so I get about four pages before I fall asleep. And yeah. maybe that's disrupting the flow a little bit. I could imagine, but oh my,
0: that's why I can't read. uh, What was that? I was trying to read That's why you can't
1: read. That's why I
0: can't read. I was trying to read that book, The Power of Habit. And I was like, how ironic that I can't get in the habit of reading this fucking book. But you
1: were getting in the habit of going to sleep. True. So it worked. Yeah. I mean, as long as you, I, I feel like people pay a lot of money to be able to go asleep effectively. Yeah. That's true. So you got that. Yeah, that's so true. that works. The book. Is I mean, that's one of the habits the you should have book by a long shot. No,
0: it's the worst one. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like just cementing that. Because here's the thing: the first three are just like fun, quick, like jaunts with like very little side story, yeah. and then four starts to introduce some subplots and stuff like that, and it does it really well because the Wizard Tournament is awesome. Yeah, but then all the stuff they try in five, I feel like just does not land. The only cool thing. Is the Oculum and and that ends really quick. The Cho subplot doesn't work. It's just two kids with PTSD who have no one to talk to. Yeah, and they just take their emotions out on each other. Doesn't work. Yeah. Like the spew thing or making the hats for the house elves. Like, is that five? Yeah. Well, they, it's in both. So that subplot, which didn't work in four, continues in five and yeah. continues to not work. I just got to the part where Hagrid's brother is introduced. Totally forgot about that. It's what's his
0: brother's name.
1: Grop, warp? what? Grop, grop, whatever. Anyway. Grop.
0: Oh, you mean like the 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 giant? One? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Eighty percent into this book, and that's when that happens. Wow. Yeah. The and Dolores Umbridge is not a compelling villain in like any sense.
0: All right. Uh. So on this week on we ruin everything you loved about your childhood.
1: Look, the title of the podcast is called "Everything You Remember," so except
0: Harry, Harry Potter. Potter, that is, is amazing, the subtext. Except no, for the Order I mean, of the Phoenix,
1: I, I'm not on team Harry Potter anymore. <laughs> I've, uh, I've I, J.K. Rowling has took taken something vital from me. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> a sort of sense of childhood wonder. I feel like you have to. Well, Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling are like so intertwined, but there is some concept of like disconnecting the art from the artist but she done goof with the fifth book anyway and now she's a transphobe so
0: well i mean she's always been a transphobe right. We just are finding out about yeah,
1: it yeah i guess yeah that the way it impacts me i right, now it'd know it'd be she's weird a if she suddenly became a transphobe <laughs> that's the inter- it's like that's not a belief you develop one day it's not like at let's say i don't know 29 say 29th birthday you're, you blow up the candles and you're like, you know what, this year I'm going to be transphobic. I, I, I'm i waiting for her to retcon like the Dementors are actually trans people. Like that seems fitting with the way she's going. <laughs> oh, you guys like, didn't pick that up from the books? It's just that that surface level. Yeah. She can't even get any deeper for that. Sure, <laughs> she's evil like, yeah, Dementors. Incarnate. Yeah. Trans. Yeah. You never asked what the Dementors had in their pants? Well, that's really yeah, on Yeah, it's basically one step away from that. Yeah, she is <laughs> not good at taking this beloved franchise. And, like, she could just, like, carry it into old age and not touch it. But the Fantastic Beast movies suck. Mm-hmm. And she is a horrible social social media personality. She
0: literally could have written the Harry Potter books and Except then for five. disappeared from the face of the earth for the like, not on social media, didn't write any more books, and she could have coasted throughout her whole life. She makes so much fucking money from Harry Potter, but then she has to open her stupid mouth.
1: You could take the George R. 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 Martin R. Martin approach and just not finish your beloved franchise. She I mean, ruined, that's also an option.
0: She ruined her childhoods.
1: The difficult thing with being her I'm gonna be actually on her team for a second, is when you make that amount of money and your thing becomes that successful, people stop telling you no. And so you lose a certain like the good editors in your life, you lose. Yep. Like I, I think as someone who's very successful, you the relationship you have with like a good editor is the most key relationship you have. Right? I think um Oh man, I'm gonna feel really bad because I don't remember this lady's name. But Spielberg has like a very, uh, a very dedicated editor. Like this woman has been on multiple of his pictures, and you can kind of tell because anytime he does something without her, there's like a certain Mm -hmm. things don't line up correctly because he tends to overshoot, and then she kind of edits it down to something coherent. And I, I don't think J.K. Rowling has an editor at this point who tells J.K. Rowling that like maybe wizard shitting on the floor is it a great idea yeah and well i think like what's the old trope that's like art is better when there's constraints i feel like they say that all the time where it's like when you have all your resources at your disposal and you can just throw in every idea you have it's usually not as good and i think not having any sort of like sense of restraint is definitely for the worst in jk rowling's creative vision yeah yeah and with order of the Phoenix. Uh, You know, it was a tonal shift for her. Mm -hmm. I think she was trying to be dark. Because, like, distinctly, the end of book four is like, oh, shit, the stakes are real now, right? Yep. And so she's trying to do dark for a whole book. And, I mean, early on, you have Harry, like, freaking out at Ron and Hermione. So she's really trying to set that as the tone for the entire book. And she does, she hits that stride, I would say, in six, I think, with, like, um some of the memory shit she hits like a good kind of dark tone yeah but it's not like dark it's like temperamental or just like angsty or something like that i like, mean it's just to her credit that is how teenagers no, are no yeah teenagers I, I, are insufferable. I totally get that that's sort of the message it's trying to convey like these people are just teenagers but it just misses carrying that that gravitas from cedric dying i think into it and just becomes angsty and it feels like nothing really matters. And we could get to the thing that we actually did this week, but... How to talk. Well, about I it. also think it's difficult. No, it's not important. But I also think it's difficult when you're going from book four directly into book five, as opposed to reading book four and then having something in the area of what, like a year two year gap sure. in between it. Yeah. You're looking, you're riding high on the end of book four, like something really dramatic happens. And then you go into the beginning of another book and Harry Potter books as standard, it's like. There's a lot of him going to school in those books, right? It's just if you're writing immediately, like, some kid gets fucking iced. And then the next day it's like, and Harry's mad at Ron and Hermione. You might be like, well, these stakes don't quite line up. Yeah, that that criticism actually holds true to reading all of them back to back. Is since basically every story starts with her reintroducing the fact that they're school kids and going to school is a big deal. They lose all momentum because it's like a hundred pages or hundred fifty pages of like packing trunks and getting them out of the Dursleys yeah. as dramatically as possible. True. Right, right. So there's just a lot of stage setting that you don't need. One because you've read all these books before, I'm an adult two because who can you've remember. watched all the movies. Yeah, you're an adult who has a memory. But even I mean and she doesn't make a particularly complicated world. Like I've read fantasy novels now in the last few years where It's literally like at the end of the book, I have to read a synopsis of the book again just to be like, okay, because I'm going to start the next book. I just finished this one, but I'm like, ah, I need a quick refresher on what happened 400 pages ago. Reading his fantasy that's so complex that it needs an explainer to go along with it. Isn't he so great? I'm just rereading Harry Potter like a lowly old pleb. I mean, that's what I was going for. Yeah, that's how I got it. explicitly. you jerk. But I think we kind of, we, we, that could, this could easily be an hour. Yeah, I know. Uh, well over an hour. But if we, need to we do, just
0: change the title?
1: If we would need to do a bad Harry Potter episode, just read Order of the Phoenix. It'll take us eight years because it's so goddamn long. And then we could talk about it for 17 hours. I don't know. I, I feel like how long, how, how far are you into Order of the Phoenix right now? I am roughly, no, it, it's pretty far after, but Dumbledore has left. We just met Hagrid's brother. Uh, the Quidditch Cup was won by Ron being actually good. So it, it's basically leading into the end. The Owls just started the exams. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I feel like you could reasonably get through Order of the Phoenix, not in a week, which generally we prepare for this podcast by doing something within the space of an hour or two. So yeah. I don't know if reading a whole book is quite up to our level. You can yet. definitely do it in... If you had to get it done, like, starting Monday to Monday, you could do it. Um, yeah. It's a quick read. Yeah,
0: easily. You just don't read right before bed, hey, Matt.
1: It, I, the dulcet writing of Harry being There's X-y, also,
0: I don't know, audiobooks. You can- There's also, to
1: his credit, as an adult, which I don't think you appreciate as a child, there are very few times that you are home that are not before bed. Yeah. Right? This is so like, true. I'm home, then I leave. Then I come back, and then there's a few hours before bed, which are all just before bed, really. And if I do anything really tiring during that four hours, it immediately becomes before bed. (laughs) So if I try to read at 6 o'clock, I might have inadvertently ended up reading before bed. We did this last night where we got into bed at 9, and I was like, oh, I'll read for an hour. It'll be great. And I fell asleep at, like, 9.20, so... (laughs) Before bed is like this tricky time paradox. Right. Yeah, it, it'll sneak up on you. It could be ten a.m. It could be on a Saturday. <laughs> <And> if, we, <laughs> if this podcast hits a lull, I might fall asleep at this yeah. at this recording station. But
0: okay, but how long is an audiobook?
1: Oh, that's really long. It's definitely they longer can be really long uh, to listen. Audio is longer than actually reading a book.
0: But how many hours a week are you spending running?
1: This is true. I could.
0: You could just I, listen to the audio book. I'm while running almost done with the book.
1: Weeks. You guys need to catch up. I
0: can. I can read it in. Th- I when I was a child, I, I read all of these about in it, one night. Brag about it. I read all of them in one night. How is
1: that possible? I that's got not- it at
0: midnight and I stayed up and I read the whole freaking book.
1: Oh, I think you meant all of the books. Oh, in no. One no. No no just, 24 no. Each 24 hours. No, that's not possible. Okay. Wild thornberries. Yeah, guys. Anyways, as you can clearly tell, this episode is about the wild
0: Thornberrys. As we're 20 minutes in. Hey,
1: well, some of that will get edited what out, a, but it's yeah. like a cool also, 17. We this is the first time this, we haven't done a movie. You know, the last two were movies. I had infinite things. The last two of mine were movies. I had infinite things to say about Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, true. This could this could be a short episode. That's this true. depending can... on. This is why I, I brought it up, because I don't think it'll be a terribly long episode.
0: You guys hate my picks. No,
1: I don't I oh, think I'm done I got some shit to say. I got some shit to say. I think it no, was. I, I have plenty to say. Right. I think I just think there's a few clear points with the wild thorn berries. So so give us a, a rundown of what wild thorn berries are. The wild thorn berries. All right.
0: Well, this is something that both of you and I completely forgot exists. It's like mm. they the opening is like the little jungle music and then Eliza's narrating, and she's like, "We're your average family." Okay, it's not average to
1: have an RV that drives around the. Well, that's okay.
0: She gets to that later. You're oh my, men interrupting women is a fucking epidemic, and I'm going to talk about it for the next hour.
1: I can't believe you interrupted. (laughs) I I can't believe you guys interrupted me, a white man, on this podcast. (laughs) I'm
0: that's fair. I think I'm legally
1: allowed (laughs) to take all of your things.
0: But then okay so you're superior obviously cuz you're a white man. Where does that leave me in a noop? He's a man but he's not white and I'm white but I'm a well, woman. Well,
1: historically you couldn't vote at all, but I don't think a noop would have been voting for a long time. He just would have been murdered probably. Country. I
0: don't know what the yeah, you know,
1: it's hard to say. I I've become uncomfortable with this conversation. <laughs> you know, I like this hypothetical.
0: Yeah, because cuz you're a white man.
1: Where do I not fit in? Oh, never. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Yeah. What brand of white are you, Matt? Are you Irish? Uh, No, uh, English and Italian. Okay. Well, people didn't like Italians for a period of time. Yeah, but we always had pasta on our side. Pasta and pizza. We're like, oh, we goofed a little Uh, bit with the fascism, but you're still going to eat pizza. I mean, you didn't have red sauce until the discovery of America, right? Because tomatoes are native to here. That's true. So you had some dry ass pasta for a period of time. Hey, (laughs) I could eat pasta with some, some butter. They had to have butter. Yeah. parmesan yeah I mean butter butter is pretty solid pasta uh, which I think is really the core thesis of the wild thornberries it's <laughs> mostly about how delicious pasta is right, I think us, I made it us...
0: approximately 20 seconds into talking about the wild thornberries before y'all interrupted me and give us now the, we're on another tangent the
1: whole overview I will not say a single thing <sighs> Unless I have something tremendously funny, which is guaranteed. I won't say anything until something, literally the first thing that pops into my head. (laughs) Say two words and then something will come to mind that's worthless. I'll still blurt it out. The moment even a thought, just the whisper, just the first word of a thought enters my mind. I will say it to your detriment. Yeah, exactly. Keep going.
0: (laughs) I hate you guys.
1: It was a show, right? A cartoon. A Nicktoon.
0: Okay. So she starts by introducing herself. She's like, we're an average family. I've got a mom, a dad, a sister. And then she's like, oh, and then there's Donnie. We found him. And then there's Darwin, their fucking chimpanzee. He found us. Also, we drive around the world in an RV because my dad shoots cool nature documentary things. And my mom shoots it. And you're like, alright, alright, this is interesting. And then that's that's when she that's when she she makes a joke about how they're not that normal. Remember? Oh. She goes, Alright, maybe we're not that normal.
1: And she could fucking talk to animals.
0: Yeah, and that was the part that we forgot completely, that she could talk to animals. Like I, Oh, you guys forgot that? Yeah. That's
1: like the central theme. I, yeah. know. I know both the intro and and the show kind of seems to forget that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not a, for a, a show about a girl who can talk to animals. It, it does. It's not as imminently important that she can talk. Yeah, to Yeah, it, it really isn't. But hold on, they found a kid.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> they, they just took it. Yeah, that was
1: somebody else's clearly <laughs> mentally handicapped son. Yeah. yeah, we found him, and then a chimpanzee like coming along for the ride. I get. Like, I feel like I've seen stray animals or whatever just like attach themselves to family and you're just like all right but then you're gonna dress him up in like a tank top
0: yeah i think the thing that really stood out to me when we first started watching this is she's talking to that chimp all the time how does her family not know no, there's this? a
1: great scene in like the first episode that we watch where she's literally like shouting at them and yes. it sounds like she's a monkey and they're like 15 feet away from the rest of their family. Yeah, yeah, I think the show is heavily driven by Debbie's Debbie being her sister's entire apathy. Yeah, she like literally sees her yelling at a monkey. and She's like, nah, fuck it. Not my problem. Only thing I care about is a uh, Teenage Wasteland magazine. <laughs> yep
0: exactly okay okay so that's the story of the thornberries there is obviously the best character nigel which i'm sure everyone remembers and his wife marianne and then there's Mm -hmm. debbie the angsty teen who wants to read that magazine then there's eliza who's the nerd that debbie calls a nerd all the time because she's a little bitch Mm -hmm. and then there's darwin and donnie like i mentioned um I'd also just like to mention that Debbie's pants, how do they stay up?
1: I kind of like the whole style of how the characters look in this show.
0: But her pants literally, like you could see. Yeah, they like
1: hover around they her They hover waist.
0: around her waist, her waist, which is about as, as thick as my pinky. But the mom's waist is also really tiny, but at least her pants fucking fit. She's wearing yeah, a belt. It's called the
1: ideal female form, Colleen. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, maybe I you have. familiar yourself. I,
0: I okay. Here's the plan. I'm just gonna get rid of all my internal organs and the bones in my middle section, and then I can be small as well. You did That's say what ideal. I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm saying should women do women even need organs?
0: I you know scientists
1: seen. aren't asking these questions.
0: Yeah you're right
1: some scientists in the past have definitely asked these i mean questions. we don't we
0: don't need a lot of them but we definitely yeah. need the uterus because our job is mm-hmm. only to create you mis- children yeah. you
1: mistake you you just need the vagina for for a man's idea it's like yeah weird and, hips, and i can think of one organ centrum. other organ she needs if you catch if you catch my drift <laughs> a week i can give it to her <laughs>
0: hate you guys no you well, that's clearly. have <laughs> ever done you clearly need the vagina and the uterus because I don't know. my job is to bear children
1: mm. i'm just saying it's taking up some space that so if i'm trying this to is get a that... weird translation of your guys's inner discussion about having kids that's kind of leaked into this podcast. yeah read between the lines well,
0: no, the republicans is what i'm saying is that's all i'm good for
1: you're saying if Mitch McConnell didn't have the opportunity to just rip uteruses out of women left and right, he wouldn't do that.
0: No, because that's where the that would basically be killing an unborn child.
1: mm Not he I don't think he could get that far in his thought process.
0: Mm.
1: He's like, This is something that women think needs right, so I'm gonna destroy it and make it my personal vendetta. Yeah, maybe. And that's that's how it would work.
0: And we just lost all of our, <laughs> our Republican listeners. <laughs> Oh, I, none of them
1: do republicans listen to podcasts yeah i mean there are is there it rush are, limbaugh just in podcast form i'm sure it's somebody i actually think rush limbaugh does have a podcast now Yeah, he, because he got kicked off didn't he get me too'd I, Maybe. it's hard to keep track of them all oh Probably my god because, there's no fucking yeah. way he did not get me too Yeah, um, so I think he has a podcast now because no barrier to entry. Clearly, true. (laughs) Based on kind of what we're doing right now, any old dumb
0: fuck and just get on here and talk about whatever they want.
1: Except for the wild thornberries, except for the wild thornberries. (laughs) Um. Okay, so we've got the basic premise, right? Yeah. Yep. Average everyday family daughter can talk to animals. They travel around (laughs) the world uh doing animal shit yep essentially just a sort you know things to get through an episode right yeah. uh first episode we watched they are in africa filming elephants yes Right. are we not going to yeah. talk about uh the fact that nigel's voice is why tim curry why was i blanking on the name
0: who's like, tim curry
1: the You don't know who Tim Curry is? The guy from Clue and Rocky Horror Picture Show? Show me a
0: photo. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. That's like the best part. And I don't know why he decided to be like a Nickelodeon voice actor for for six years. But I imagine Tim Curry's done a lot of shit that would surprise you.
0: I think it's like, who would? Okay. If you're going to pick any character on the Wild Thornberries to voice, it's absolutely fucking lutely going to be Nigel Thornberry. He's the most positive Character, he's so silly.
1: Of yeah, he's course a he's a great cartoon. He's character. the best
0: cartoon character, mm-hmm. like hands down. His he was just everything that comes out of his mouth is positive, and he's so supportive of his daughters. It's so cute. Yeah, and
1: like kind of a pervert, right?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Because the way he talked about those elephants right off the bat, I was like, Nigel, you're a little too into this. Man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're a little. But Before we dive into the elephants in Africa, bring us back to everyone's experience with the Wild Thornberries, because this was definitely not my favorite Nickelodeon show. Like, I was mm-hmm. kind of,
0: meh. Uh, yeah, because the main character was a girl, and we've established that you're <laughs> sexist. Yeah, Moving there's on. only
1: one man in the van. I guess Donnie's there, but... Donnie's in there, and Darwin. Can you count Darwin. That uh, He doesn't have any man. toxic masculinity, so... Uh, I would argue he does. Darwin's problematic. <laughs> Darwin's cancelled. It's cancelled Darwin. No, it's just not my favorite cartoon. I liked As Told by Ginger better than this show. That was actually going to be my example as well. I think As Told by Ginger is also better than this show.
0: I don't remember either of them well enough to know if I liked As Told by Ginger more, probably. But I definitely watched both of them a lot. I feel like it was a different age. I don't know. When was As Told by Ginger out? Because I feel like I watched The Wild Dorms. Last
1: week. It was definitely later. Um, I think this is the first set of shows, I guess Rocket Power, but this is like the set of Nickelodeon shows that were really more our adolescence like legends of the hidden temple barney i guess barney came out for fucking ever but like that was reruns that we we caught growing up but wild Thornberries, spongebob as told by ginger the list goes on and on was like
0: our generation female characters (laughs) fuck yeah you dug dug your grave
1: Handmade sale the first season Handmade sale is good and it's just overdone now.
0: Sorry, it doesn't have a happy ending. It do- life doesn't have a happy ending, Matt.
1: Not when you're a woman. <laughs> exactly. That's very true to the female You'd just experience. be Fred.
0: You would be Fred in The Handmaid's Tale if this was real life. And you'd just be I a puppet master. F- ah! uh, yeah. I guess that's
1: I don't the know thing. the show well enough to know that insult, but it sounds bad. Yeah, she got me it's good. pretty bad. Fred Armiston? Yeah. Because he's funny. Fred no, Armiston's in it. <laughs> It's weird. It's... Every everything else about this show is super dramatic, yeah. but the main villain is Fred Armiston. <laughs> <laughs> not even he's not playing a character. It is Fred You I probably watch it then. It's a dark future in which Fred Armiston <laughs> oppresses women. <laughs> which in many ways you can see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Right. So, we I'll saw coming. Kind of. There's some heavy hints in Portlandia.
0: Um Okay. Back to the topic at hand. Okay, so the first episode they're trying to film elephants and they Eliza accidentally scares the elephant off by trying to talk to it. Yeah,
1: which she's like real dumb.
0: Doesn't really That make would sense. scare
1: a regular person. Yeah. Right? If you snuck up behind them and yelled, hey, that would scare just a regular, normal person. Right. Yeah. And you did that to a giant fucking animal. She
0: needs to work on her social skills for sure. But like, let's yeah. be fair. She talks to a chimp all day. So That's are we surprised? Yeah.
1: Well, because Debbie won't talk to her and Donnie is is, is mentally Donnie. incapable of it. And this, her
0: parents are always just roaming around, leaving her on her own.
1: This episode has my favorite like joke or bit in the whole thing that we watch, though, where Debbie yells at Donnie to be oh be quiet and then he picks up on that and just repeats oh be quiet oh be quiet. I thought that was pretty funny. I think Donnie's a pretty funny character. It's my yeah. favorite character in the whole show. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Nigel. Definitely... Okay. I don't know, Nigel. It's more weird pervert during this episode. <laughs> I got a lot of pervert vibes from Nigel this episode. I didn't get him. Pervert can mean a lot of things. Maybe so I just have
0: a, an image of Nigel Thormer in my head that I can't let go.
1: Smashing. I mean, I his just... catchphrase is smashing. Yeah. Yes, uh, I believe his catchphrase is, I'm going to smash. <laughs> and then he looks suggestively at the camera and winks.
0: Okay, so they go, they're trying to film these elephants. They can't um, get close enough to them because Eliza is an idiot and yells, hello. That's not how you introduce yourself to somebody, Eliza. Let's move on. So then they decide to go to what and um, uh, a preserve a oh. preserve where there are yeah. animals that they can get close to. Which is
1: Eliza, who literally lives in a van working on a nature documentary show, does not understand the concept of preserve. Yeah. Is, does it even a little bit. Is like suddenly just incapable of realizing why this might be a good thing. Where
0: where are her parents to like explain it and be like, sweetie, I know this seems bad, but otherwise these animals would all be dead.
1: I feel like you wouldn't even have to like that should have happened already. If you are a nature documentarian who lives your life in a van with your parents, you probably would have had a conversation about what a nature preserve is.
0: even if you hadn't before this point, like while you're driving to this preserve, you would have been like, hey, sweetie, let me tell you all no, about this. They're
1: in dead silence hating each other because they're trapped in an yeah. RV all the time.
0: Yeah. But Sounds like the dream.
1: <laughs> it does sound pretty good. I really want No me. Handmaid's Tale. No internet service. Yeah. Talion's really dreaming of that dead silence. He can't interrupt silence. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she comes up with this crackpot idea. She's like, the animals have to be broken out of here. It's my one true calling. Darwin, the monkey, you're going to be complicit in my crimes. Darwin's such a fucking narc. Yeah. yeah. The whole time. You know if Darwin could talk to anyone else, he would snitch immediately. Absolutely. He's just oh dying God. to. He's such a... Why is this chip so... Uh, afraid of everything (laughs) i have no idea he also
0: reminded me i don't watch the show and i've probably seen approximately one and a half episodes of it but he reminds me of the alien from that like uh american dad show
1: i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure i could see it
0: yeah like i feel like their personalities are similar
1: yeah i'm in the same boat where i haven't seen many episodes but
0: i got that nervous energy vibe from the alien dude
1: yeah okay
0: they also kind of are animated similarly yeah
1: yeah, they do look they have similar body shapes. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. That is not what a chimp looks like, no. by the way. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, none of them look like human beings. No, but then all the comfort. animals look like the animals. Yes, except for him. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. So that is a good point. <laughs> yeah. now, the humans look weird. Tarwin looks weird. The rest of the animals look fine. Yeah,
0: Nigel's just got a giant penis on his face. <laughs> just AKA his Adding to his pervy energy. No Yeah. Definitely. I feel that vibe there. Um, so we well, also, a they Which get to the, grumbling. they get to the preserve and Nigel knows the guy that owns it or whatever. Yeah. That seemed unlikely. But then in the other episode that we watched, he also knew the guy that was out there. So it's like, who doesn't Nigel Thornberry right, right, That's now? why I was going
1: to say like. Because Nigel Thornberry was part of a. Illuminati. Sex cult. Oh yeah. That. Yeah, that involved all of these different (laughs) men. I believe it. Colleen, that's the subtext. Kippers were definitely involved in some way. Yeah. 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 All I'm saying is he developed a love of animals. They didn't say from where he developed that love of animals. Yeah, he told his wife he's going to thaw out the kippers and then just winked suggestively. And his wife's like, I don't want to come because she knew. Yeah, his wife is like, I'm tired and I have a headache. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stay home. (laughs) Um, yeah, they get to the preserve and yeah, Nigel knows everyone. He's shooting the shit. Um, and then they immediately just disband and leave their kids up to their own devices. Yeah. And they let their captive son thing run into the electric fence. Oh, yeah. Also, Donnie has a weird fetish, doesn't he? Dude, the, the yes. Donnie's, <laughs> He's really into it. Yeah, the Donnie bit where he's just addicted to getting electrocuted.
0: He can't think of anything else. Yeah,
1: it's pretty great. He's a good character. He's voiced by Flea, who's the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yeah? Does it come through? Yeah yeah. The second I so I was like, oh that's flea. Yeah, from the red hot chili peppers. From the red hot chili peppers is exactly what I said. Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. Verbatim. I heard you Hello in my house. That's how I knew to <laughs> <you> say it. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Eliza meets this baby elephant who's also real dumb. Cause She's just like, I don't know why I'm here and I want to leave. I sympathize a bit with the baby elephant who it's like, you've been brought to this preserve and your mom didn't get brought with you. And like, you would think this is a bad thing because your mom is still free and you're trapped. Like that I get. But similarly, when they reunite later in the episode, the mom is like, you were safer there. Like this was better for you. So I feel like they would have talked about this at any point before that split happened. And at least they would know somewhat why it was okay that they were...
0: Matt, that's the whole premise of the show. The show is educational and this week's episode was teaching us that sometimes you have to listen to your parents.
1: And not get killed okay. by poachers. Yeah. There was also a subplot about trying to capture a mentally handicapped boy. Yeah, that's the, to to the missing study. So
0: Yeah, that was a pretty good bit.
1: Yeah, so so that is troubly, yeah. troubling. Yeah, the fact that basically everyone knows it's a child and they're just like, we will capture it. It's the missing link in evolution. And we will send it to a university in a cage that looks too small. Yeah, is a bit disturbing.
0: Also, Debbie, how does she know how to drive? I've never seen her drive the RV.
1: How does a kid gnaw through a seatbelt?
0: Well, because he's the missing link, Matt. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. He actually does have fangs. Yeah, they're retractable. So hooked on electrocuting himself, he gnaws his way through a seatbelt. Oh, such a. He's so ready for it.
0: I think we skipped over explaining this part. So, <laughs> nah. so Debbie, oh, Debbie sees another teenager. I'm assuming reading the magazine that she likes. What was it called?
1: I think it was called Teenage Wasteland. Teenage
0: Wasteland. So she sees somebody from afar reading it. And instead of watching this wild animal slash brother of hers, she steals a Jeep from a man who just gives it to her. The
1: Jeep seems up for grabs in this whole park. Like anytime anyone needs one, they're just like,
0: yep, I'll hop in. So she steals this Jeep and then she starts driving after this other Jeep that had the other person in it. Just to get that magazine. Did she get it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. She gets it. And then she goes back to the Jeep, and Donnie has chewed through the seatbelt. Why couldn't he have just unbuckled it? But anywho. Well,
1: there's no seatbelts in the RV, so how could he have learned? And
0: then you find out that he's just going to jerk off because of his electric fence fetish.
1: Okay, Colleen, get your mind out of the gutter. That's a child.
0: (laughs) Sure it is. Sure it is.
1: Gross. Oh, yeah, it could be a grown man. Yeah, we really we don't, don't know, that. know. They just found him. We don't know. He they could be just some sort of weird... found him,
0: and all his jibber-jabber that he's saying is just very sexual. Yeah, they didn't cut it's off just, one of the limbs it, to see how many rings. In the
1: live-action version of the Wild Thornberries, it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, that, I love that. Let's cast it now. Yeah. It's the only thing they have cast right they, they CGI everything else, including the humans, but Danny DeVito is live action.
0: As I say, well, live action. they're making everything else live action, so why not?
1: Yeah, this will be the next Disney reboot. Not owned by Disney right now, but it will be. I, I mean, are we sure it's be. not at this point? Like, That's a good point. Are we owned by Disney? Yeah, I think they have the rights to this podcast.
0: All right, we have a whole yeah. other episode to get through, y'all. Oh.
1: You were saying I'm done picking stuff. We have plenty of stuff to talk about. You were just.
0: Yeah, but we don't want the episode to be an hour and a half because it's, it's, it's the Wild the That's Thor kind of it. our
1: shtick is like we pick something, we watch like 40 minutes of content and then create 90 minutes of content. Yeah, but at
0: least with Wild West, it was all content related to Wild West, whereas this has been mostly Harry Potter.
1: No, no, I think we've okay. passed the threshold now. Yeah, we've we've kind of crossed that at this point. (laughs) You want me to get? uh, We'll pause it. I'll go check the times, and if we're in a Wild Thornberries episode and not a Harry Potter episode, we'd stop. Does that sound good?
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened.
1: They break the elephant out by the the guard being so impressed by a monkey. Oh, this was the thing that I really
0: had to talk about. So Eliza's like, go distract the guard. And Darwin's like, okay. And so he goes up and he, like, this is what I don't get. This is all from Eliza's perspective and she can talk to Darwin normally. And then he goes up and he just starts making monkey noises. But you're like, no, shouldn't you be saying real words?
1: Oh, he that was a string of profanity. That's why they censored it. He's like, fuck you, bitch. Suck my nuts. He's having a manic break at that well, point. Like, yeah, what is happening? Like yelled, like, what drug is she? She like yelled
0: at him and was like, Come on! And then he was like, Oh, coming. But like before that, he was just like,
1: Well, no, I think whenever they talk, it's, it's not the an- animal speaking English. It's the animals, Eliza making animal noises. Right, she
0: knows all the animal languages, yeah.
1: So you're saying we should hear what the monkey's saying because yeah. we're Eliza's. Yeah. Like Eliza's We don't hear him.
0: Talking like a chimp. At any other point, we hear him speaking English.
1: No, they do. There's one point where this is the part I was talking about, where Debbie's like six feet away and they're yelling at each other, and it sounds like two monkeys. Well, yeah,
0: but that's because it's Debbie,
1: right? So, so it's it's no, making this, it obvious. In this scene, we were actually in the perspective of the guard. Yeah, mm. he was the main character. So it's deep. It's deep. Maybe. And they chuck his keys, and somehow you could sneak out an elephant in the. Five seconds, it would take someone. Notoriously stealthy animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Elephants. Very they quiet. Actually, they're or, predominantly carnivores that they hunt by stalking their prey <laughs> yeah. across great distances and, and they're pouncing on them. And open a gate. Uh, I don't He
0: opened the gate. Darwin.
1: The, yeah. Wouldn't the guard realize that? Is the yeah. gate silent? The
0: gate's definitely silent. It's a they really high tech. Oh,
1: I day. forgot about that scene I know it looks where the guy's like got the squeaky oil can boards. and he's yeah. like, oh, Nigel, I can't believe you showed up right after I oiled this gate. <laughs> yeah and he says you know this gate used to make a ton of noise <laughs> but now it's so silent you could sneak an elephant out and then they both laugh oh my god for that an comfortably long time <laughs> yeah for five minutes and they spike the camera and there's no camera this is animated this is why you <laughs> don't text while you're watching tv screen. guys because you miss stuff like this
0: true yeah put the phone down and yeah pay attention put the phone down
1: so the elephant's out Eliza stupidly makes a lot of noise to the point where poachers get attracted and now she has to get... No, they're the mom is so happy when she sees the baby elephant. That she's too that's when the poachers... Yeah, they all uh, right. yell. They make elephant noises. Yeah. Anyway, now she has the job of sneaking two elephants back into the preserve.
0: Yeah, and she doesn't even sneak them back in. No, she She tortures these fucking elephants who she's like, I can't believe that they're trapped in this preserve. And then she's like, bust through that electric fence. It's going to hurt, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't just a gruesome scene where the mother elephant gets violently Edisoned to death. (laughs) Electrocutes on that fence. Uh, Yeah, it moves really quickly here. Like the mom almost gets killed by the poachers and it. Kind of builds up some tension. Yeah, like... the mom
0: heard the elephants. And at this point, we missed the part where she's been trying to get shots of these elephants in the preserve. Because they're like, oh, they're all, there's all these elephants. It's going to be great. But then everyone knows Nigel Thornberry because he's a TV sensation. So then every time she starts he filming. He started
1: many pornographic films.
0: Obviously.
1: The nose is what they call him.
0: Yeah. So then every time she gets up close to an elephant they come up and they scare the elephants away or they ruin her shot, blah, blah, blah. So then she hears the elephant from the preserve, outside of the preserve, so that's why she leaves. And she apparently takes a jeep as well Mm -hmm. and leaves and tries to film these elephants. Then the poachers see her and yeah.
1: She gets run off the road by the poachers. Are the poachers... Yeah, the poachers are actively tracking her, right? Because I guess... So the
0: poachers
1: um at that point are so sort of horny for blood yeah. that they'll kill anything that moves. <laughs> and you could tell you could tell they've entered this blood-hoardiness because they only speak in bits of English and mostly grunting noises. Yeah. It's mostly like ha, ha, "over there." Yeah. <laughs> I interpreted it more as they had to kill all trace that they were trying to kill an elephant and they're like, "Well, she'll blab on us." So murder no, isn't no, as no. bad it, it was the blood horniness. yeah the blood horn makes more sense it's a common trope in the show actually they have a lot of episodes about that it's a sort of yeah high fantasy it's nigel's theory that the blood drives men mad and he's set <laughs> exactly. to prove it under the light of a full moon <laughs> you might be taken by the blood yep. it's just you have to kill anything in sight yep <laughs>
0: Okay, so yeah, yeah, bring us back. This we're is going. All from we're, the we're, we're, you wanted
1: us to talk about the wild thornberries, and that's what happened during the episode. Real God, as you recall, oh <laughs> help us, God. call your only hope.
0: So the, the elephants bust in through the electric fence, which probably hurts them a great deal, and then somehow the poachers are dumb enough to just follow them in. Yeah, that, that never know. would have happened in real life. The poachers no. would have been like, well... No, what well.
1: would have happened is when Eliza shines the spotlight on her mom to seemingly guide her because she couldn't just put it on the fence and her mom goes, oh, what's that bright light? It's a hole in the fence. You have to point on your mom. They would have just shot her mom yeah. right then. Yeah. And yeah, satisfied Yeah, these poachers have loss. no guns. How are they going to kill an elephant? Just
0: like wrangle it. Fists and cuffs.
1: It. Just... Yeah. You, you, you give a good one two to an elephant, it drops like a sack of potatoes. Okay, I gotta say, I, I'm almost unilaterally against poaching of any kind. Oh, almost. If you could fist fight an elephant to death, this is my one exception. If you could fist fight it, bare, bare knuckle, fist fight an elephant to death, and it can't be like a weak old elephant. This has to be like a prime yeah, a vital elephant. elephant. It's fine you you won that round that's fair y- yeah and i i would give that yeah. i'd extend that to any animal okay now but, but like the a spe- little one if i just reach yeah, into a goldfish a bowl one. and grab the goldfish and sling it across the room
0: <laughs> that's, that's fine, fine.
1: <laughs> The the goldfish had its chits. no <laughs> any any animal bigger than a human okay
0: okay
1: okay i still don't like a poor manatee i'm just kidding Look, if you dive into the water and fist fight a manatee, I bet a manatee has surprising strength. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Or it could just swim I be, away. I mean, you got a corner. It. I might be biting off more than I could chew. Right, and this, I'm talking, it's got to be the field of- Wait, hold on, I'm rationalizing with the new peer. like, you know what, he's got a valid point. (laughs) Well, what I'm saying is that, like, you can't cage him in or anything like that, right? So, you jump into the water, you're in the manatee's natural environment, right? Uh This isn't like you bring a manatee home and then punch it in the face over and over again until it's dead. You gotta find that manatee. And then fight it. And if the manatee swims away, you lose. That's, that's, that's it. That's why the nature preserve is so bad. Because that's giving advantage to the men who want to yeah. fist fight it. You yeah. get in that. That, guy, that doctor from Nebraska is probably like, yeah, I'm going to fist fight my elephant tomorrow. Hope I Well, win. See, and that's that would still be illegal. Because the elephant, it's not open terrain. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So any see, enclosure all- is illegal. Any enclosure. Any enclosure. Interesting. Yeah, I think these are the new laws. The new laws, I'm positive. Wait right now. for our podcast within a podcast where we pick an animal larger than a human, unenclosed, and we talk tactics. Yeah. Uh, okay. How do you fist fight an elephant to death?
0: Are we like, uh, like this is, our, is this our munch squad?
1: Yeah, we're shopping it. This is a, Yeah, this is our munch squad. This is the punch, the the punch, punch squad. I want
0: a punch! The punch! Squad.
1: Yeah, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome to the podcast within a podcast punch squad <laughs> where we decide how we, how you fist fight an Real low hanging fruit. And we're starting with elephants. It's elephants? Yeah, That's we, the theme of the week. I mean, it's it's gotta be related to the wild thornberries. But so we it's couldn't have be done elephants or snow leopards. I was gonna yeah. say snow
0: leopards or the chimp, but I guess they're smaller than humans.
1: Yeah. I I think
0: are we talking full? Also, you growth? don't want
1: to fist fight a chimp. You fist fight a chimp. That's the weapon that a chimp uses. You gotta stay. <laughs> <his> <fist. laughs> uh, hear me out. You scale the elephant. Because okay. if you're underneath okay. it, or like in tusking range, you're done for. No, 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 no. Oh, God.
0: This is what you do. Yeah. You tie up its trunk so that it can't breathe through its oh. nose, and then you close its mouth. Its my dogs,
1: My dogs hate it when I grab their snout, so hate I'm it. pretty sure an elephant wouldn't like that either. Yeah. Interesting. Wow.
0: And, I I out. and
1: then you could point and all of its family would be embarrassed because it's got its nose tied up in a little bow. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. And then the sadness of that, the elephant might just kill it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Little known fact, tying an elephant's nose is a huge sort of dishonor in the elephant community. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. And they don't have great support. No, I, Social support. No, no. Uh, no. I can't take down an elephant.
0: I'm a baby elephant. They're still bigger than a human, so
1: what are, do, do you think? Okay, look look at my upper body team. You mm-hmm. think I'm packing any force? For
0: those at home, he has no upper body strength.
1: That elephant is laughing at me and then goring me with its tusks and then going about its day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I don't I think, think I right. want to punch.
0: So what you got to do is then find an elephant that somebody has removed their tusks oh, they're wait, terrible people.
1: Wait. I punch another elephant when he's not looking. And then the elephant looks at me. But I point to another elephant oh. and go, no, it was him. Okay, see, now we're talking strategy. <laughs> yeah. I think this one might work. <laughs> <The> elephants fight. <laughs> one wins because they're hugely offended by pranks like but that.
0: But as it's dying, you throw that last punch. I, I get And in. you get the win. And
1: I throw the last yeah. punch. Ceremonial. <laughs> I've defeated an <laughs> elephant. There you
0: go. This is why I married him. I think Matt, I think
1: Matt won this round of punch squad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on to the next episode of Wild Thorn Base? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I want to just cap this off by saying... Eliza endangered the life of herself, her mom, that baby elephant, and the mother elephant mm-hmm. and was thanked at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's pretty fucked. But, <laughs> that was my thesis. But
0: of- her mom yelled at her for ruining her shot, so she still got punished. It was just for the dumbest crime ever.
1: Yeah, for a thing that didn't matter as opposed to the thing that did matter, which was almost killing an endangered species.
0: <laughs> my other thought in general about the Wild Thornberries, before we get to the next episode, is what the fuck do they do for school?
1: I think they talk about that in some episodes, that they're like, I think they get, like, lessons. Yeah, they mentioned that she was doing homework. I imagine it's some form of homeschooling.
0: I mean, Debbie's also supposed to be teaching Donnie English, and how many seasons of the show were there, and Donnie never fucking speaks English.
1: Oh, be quiet. That's all I gotta say good point, Quote good, point. good
0: point alright next yeah, episode Donnie
1: does speak English so the ne- next oh awkward yeah yeah oh.
0: I guess I'll go um, next, episode's next episode next about- episode <laughs> I quit
1: next episode without Colleen will be much better tune in then guys
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so the next episode we'll do wild thornberries again but good this time <laughs> then you hire some guy named Colin.
1: I don't even know if we need another Colin guy. Mockery from whose line is it anyway? <laughs> oh. I'd allow it. That yeah, yeah, that would be a pretty big You can just replace all of us and play all three of us.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, we can uh, I'll be Wayne Brady.
0: Oh, have we Colin
1: Mockery. If we add a wig, we'll be Colin. Whose
0: line is it anyway to the roster cuz that would be a good one to visit. With the original
1: technically on the air. Yeah,
0: but with the original lineup.
1: Yeah. Be a good one.
0: All right. Next episode, I don't remember what it was called, Clash of the Something, but they were, it was basically them going to, where were they, Nepal?
1: Yeah, somewhere, I think it was Nepal, somewhere in the Himalayas. Yeah, so the title on the stream that you sent me is not the actual episode that it was. Yeah, okay. It's, um, the episodes about a yeti though. Yeah. And there's yeti in the title. Okay. So That makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I read the episode to Colleen cuz she was taking notes and then I was like, this doesn't seem like this is what's happening. But No, it wasn't, I wasn't yeah. certain enough to disagree. It was it. one episode off. Oh, okay. Oh, uh,
0: okay. Well, anyways, it they go to the snowy mountains and everyone's cold and I don't understand why they didn't buy better gear. If you're going to be a nature documentary person um, and you're bringing your whole family, maybe, I don't know, get better fucking winter jackets, Nigel.
1: It seems pretty irresponsible to hike your kids up into the Himalayas.
0: It probably would have been much safer to just like leave them in the RV and be like, keep it running.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Because we'll get into the shenanigans they get into. They're putting themselves in near-death experiences left and right. Or just society- you know like there's bound to be just a place you can leave your kids yeah for a time one of them is ostensibly an adult yeah. and would like to be left like arguably debbie's whole desire in this episode was to have been left behind yeah, yeah
0: she wanted to be adopted she even said that yeah, yeah. damn
1: she's got a point I, I i was initially team debbie until she let her sister just leave yeah, which was like pretty shitty sister. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, you're like, how old is Eliza? Like 10? Yeah. How
1: old is she really? Because that seems important because she's pretty insufferable in this episode as well. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, Colleen finds that out. Let's set up the conflict.
0: Okay, I'm typing how old is and Google okay, is that's a auto-filling game. to Donald Trump, Jay Leno, Tom Holland, Willie Nelson, Joe Biden, and Spongebob. I agree with
1: the Tom Holland one. I actually wonder if it would be the same. does for it me.
0: matter how old Tom Holland is because Absolutely. he's perfection. He is perfection, nope. and he's legal, and that's all that matters. i talk
1: about punching animals all day. Oh, mine's the same, actually. Wow. that's interesting. I I thought it might be customized. I thought it'd be catered, no, yeah, same. to
0: like. Wh- Do you
1: have who who's after SpongeBob for you? Uh, you it, it just
0: no, it just stops.
1: Oh, uh, mine's Zendaya next, so it, there seems to be a different. Uh, theme of people are like is it okay if i'm
0: sexually attracted to zendaya and or tom holland and they're like cool they're well, legal right. yep
1: because they're in a movie about high school kids. well i think for zendaya it's also euphoria which is about high school kids doing a lot worse stuff
0: yeah
1: oh yeah well i don't know i feel like spider-man's a little bit more uh adult than euphoria <laughs> right adult concepts like a man being also a spider right you know it's a lot for a kid to Um, grasp
0: she's 12 years old
1: yep pretty horribly irresponsible
0: yeah um
1: yeah so they encounter russians
0: yeah okay so ready so the whole premise they're russians yeah. yeah but they're but okay so the whole premise of this show this episode is that they want to um they want to film snow leopards so they go to these mountains, they're hiking up, they're hiking up, they're hiking up, and they run into this construction zone. And the bad guys are... <sighs> the ba- The main bad guy, I want to say, is Russian, but then everyone else he's with doesn't look Russian.
1: Well, The writing, they say, is in Arabic. The
0: writing's in Arabic, and then there's this dude that I'm assuming they were assuming was an ethnicity that would know Arabic, but I think they failed miserably.
1: So we've learned in Jungle to Jungle you just make them Russian and they're so stereotypically evil that you can do whatever you want to them. Yeah, and Exactly.
0: And the guy was like the Russian and or
1: I don't he was no type of like Middle Eastern in any way.
0: But they also played slightly Middle Eastern sounding music, so it really didn't nothing added up. To be it fair, was basically like stereotyping and being extremely racist. Um,
1: to be fair, it's like 1999. They're not going to be like, "Oh, who's an authentic voice actor that we could get from someone from like Saudi Arabia or something?" They're yeah. just going to be like, "Get the Russian guy who works down in editing, shipping." Well, then you yeah, think they would just they- shipping and editing? <laughs> they did. That. It was very tight handed at Nickelodeon. <laughs> the shipping department, editing department, same department. Could
0: they not have just? Just made it a Russian guy they and made just, the writing Russian.
1: They could just made him an evil American guy. That's more no, likely that's, what it would have been. That's
0: not right, Matt. Because they needed it. It Should have
1: been Donald be Trump. Like,
0: racist.
1: Oh, what a great guest role that would have been. A if real he was just evil. A real bad real guy from the
0: nineties couldn't have been American.
1: Yeah. I've seen America a lot of nineties movies, a and you're actually right about that. Beautiful
0: place, Matt. No one does anything bad here, and if they do, it's because our mental health system's not good, um, and or immigrants. Mm-hmm. They're ruining our country. Mm-hmm.
1: Colleen, we're trying to talk about the Wild thornberries here. <laughs> Thanks for setting me straight. Yeah. Look, the thing is, I feel like we very solidly talked about the Wild thornberries all episode with no distractions, and then suddenly Colleen had to make it political. Yeah. Classic keep my podcast a political colleague god i'm just saying i it, could take down uh, donald trump in a punch contest
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah he's let's that unfortunately this segment of punch squad already passed so yeah, we'll have to save this maybe one. next week i'm um, i i have some thoughts about what a what making contact with that man would probably feel like but also he's like what 70 something years old. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could easily. Thanks, team. Good <laughs> he's, ego. He's boost. an elderly man. <laughs> yeah, can you be a geriatric on this episode yeah. of Punch Squad? Yeah, a geriatric man with early stages of dementia. Yeah, you could probably beat him up. <laughs> Play mind games with him, get in his head, and then punch. Um, yeah, so they encounter these, like, stereotypical evil Russians. It's pretty bad. And then they get to the shack that they You didn't even say
0: in? what with the Russians. They are in it for the money. They just wanted to build a thing on the mountain so they could attract tourists and make a right. bunch of money. And they didn't care that the snow leopards were endangered. Yeah,
1: because they're evil.
0: They're all about that cash money.
1: I still don't really understand the business model because they had to hike all the way up there. Yeah. I mean, they
0: did it with a chimpanzee, a weird Donnie De- uh, DeVito. Man, Donnie. Donnie DeVito.
1: Donnie DeVito as his name is in I the show. think I know. They don't it. reveal that until later on. But yeah,
0: it's Donnie DeVito. They hiked up with Donnie DeVito and uh, the, and Darwin the Chimp. So, and a, and a 12-year-old hey, hate girl. hate
1: mountains, guys. I don't have a Danny DeVito <laughs> yeah, impression. It's good enough. You get the idea. I get the idea. Uh, so
0: clearly it's not that hard.
1: They get to the shack and something yells and the whole family is so frightened that of a, of a mythical yeti that they leave they let the americans just stay
0: yeah the sherpas that they were with just like abandoned them
1: and everyone's cool with it
0: they're like ah, all right fine. we'll see you kids later
1: yeah if this was a horror movie they would be Violently murdered by a yeti. yeah. They, they also
0: left the Sherpas left like you could see the sun setting. There's no way a Sherpa would hike up a mountain all day, see that the sun was setting, and then hike back down the mountain. Like that's oh, way no, too the, dangerous. The
1: Yeti did end up killing those. Yeah, Sherpas. we never got confirmation they made it back. That's true. How does he eat? Yeah, the, that was the Sherpas froze to death. That was
0: a horror film that was just a spinoff from this episode.
1: Yep. Yeah, there was another parallel episode of the. Not so wild, sh- sherpas
0: nailed it.
1: A less popular Nick show. I would watch it. The
0: tame sherpas.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt would watch it because the main There's character a- is not a yep. woman.
0: True. Boom.
1: Ah, oh, man, I really hate the picture that I'm painting of myself in this podcast. But guys,
0: he's he's not.
1: You guys that don't bad. talk like I. Oh well, great. Now we just qualified it as it's
0: not that bad. <laughs> No trump
1: let's run through some bullet points in this episode that i thought of because i'm the one who drives this show here <clears throat> they go to the cave to film the leopards the next day and there's no leopards there and then these supposedly phenomenal nature photographers miss the fact that there's like six leopards sleeping outside of the cave
0: yeah why well the- that's
1: because they got mad stealth
0: why are the leopards sleeping outside of the cave i
1: because they-, they saw Nigel Thornberry and his weird pervert nose <laughs> from a mile away. They saw the nose first, then they saw the rest of him. <laughs> True. And they knew. You already- They knew he was in some weird, nasty shit. Totally. Ugh, I don't like thinking about it. You already mentioned that Debbie just let her sister walk out into the wilderness with the monkey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Donnie? Yeah, and Donnie? Or no, is it- Yeah. 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 What?
0: Yeah. She's pretty bad, big sister.
1: Darwin ditches them. But to be
0: fair, twelve years old, like I was babysitting people at twelve years old, so
1: okay, that's that's just getting a slightly larger child to babysit. Child, to to quote John, to uh, to quote John Mulaney, you could just dial nine one one slightly faster. (laughs) True,
0: (laughs) and they can't even dial nine one one because they're in the middle of bumfuck.
1: Yeah, they can't do anything. Um, I forget what scares Darwin. It's like some yeti noise, right? Yeti noise. Yeah, he runs back. Eliza's like... Okay, so here's the problem. If that was an animal... Uh Uh-huh. Eliza should be able to understand it. Right. So... No, because she can't, because later in the episode there's seemingly an actual yeti. Yeah. That she can't understand again. Because the yeti's not an animal? Yeah. What are the limits of Eliza's powers? Can she understand other languages? Because... Though humans are animals, <laughs> yeah, probably not.
0: had not thought about this.
1: Damn, it's very important.
0: It is too, because like even if a yeti, let's say we're thinking like a yeti is somewhere between a human and an animal, I mean, she should really be able to. Understand she should it.
1: absolutely be able to understand it, right? Well, she should have immediately known something was up because she couldn't understand it. Yeah, because. It was not a person. It was a person saying random shit, not actually being speaking a language, right. right? But in this world, can she speak every language? I think we need to watch more episodes.
0: Yeah,
1: I think it's got to be in there, right? Clearly, the writers have answered this question. Obviously, I'm not. Yeah, I believe it. Um, she gets the Yeti on film, and then. She loses, loses the, the camera pretty quickly. But in a fucking crevasse that, like how is she not dead? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a good question, right? Um Donnie has no chill. Yep. So he blows the stealth, he net zero on the stealth roll, <laughs> chucks a snowball at the Yeti. The Yeti sees them, they run away, she loses the camera down a crevasse, but is fine. Yep. Ends up getting all the way back to the construction site finds a snow leopard in a cage lets it out so she does one good thing which leads her to the other snow leopard. Yep. they're all like definitely should have ate her. oh absolutely right but they do kind of set this up because the yeti man person has like domesticated slightly these snow leopards um
0: this is a reddit mm-hmm. post this is important this is a reddit post from approximately five years ago Okay. Um, I'll skip over most of it. Blah, 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 blah. This is my question. How does Eliza Thornberry's ability to talk to animals work on a grand scale? If Debbie were to have walked walked in on her in that Galapagos food chain episode where she's talking to fishes, flies, and finches all at once, what would Debbie hear? What do the animals hear? Is animal, quote unquote, one language and each animal has their own dialect? If so, how do they all tend to clearly understand Eliza? First answer... 19 whole upvotes, so you know this is legit as fuck. Uh, Mm -hmm. Her sounding like an orangutan is a sort of perception filter. It's basically magic. Humans hear something incomprehensible and filter it to make the most sense. Eliza making noises at a chimp must be imitating a chimp, like people barking at dogs or meowing at cats. However, each individual animal hears her in their own language. So it's not necessarily that she knows each language of an animal.
1: So she should have been able to understand the Yeti. No. Okay, but that's that, that. Humans are animals. Yeah. So can she magically communicate with other humans? Ask it to Reddit. We'll give an update in three weeks when that post eventually uh, finally gets some yeah, traction. Yeah, go to Ask Reddit. Yeah. Tag it serious because <laughs> this is serious. Um, the Yeti goes to like torment the house or shack that they're in, and yeah. Debbie freaks out, calls like the emergency hotline, and then they put her on hold. <laughs> Which is pretty great. That's relatable humor. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, she would have died <laughs> yeah. had there actually been a Yeti out yeah, there, what, which there could have been. What is the feedback to the service where it's like, yeah, you put me on hold for three hours and the snow leopards gnawed both legs off. Yeah. Thankfully, they were satiated after that. Yeah. And they stopped.
0: Yeah. Can we also talk about how Eliza takes too long to, like, talk to the animals like it's always she's almost in danger like all these snow leopards were like growling at her before she had the wits about her to be like hey by the way i'm not here to hurt you and you can understand me
1: yeah lead in yeah, with it's the like if you have one so i actually know this from experience because i've played D on many occasions if you have one spell Your immediate thought in any given situation is how can I make this spell apply to the situation? She has one trick. She talks to animals. If anywhere I go, I could be at the grocery store. I'll be like, how do I use this to my advantage? For sure. And of course, the answer is to go talk to the lobster. Yeah. yeah. Gotta persuade them.
0: So she walks into this snow leopard den. Mm Mm-hmm. Gets pretty close to the snow leopards before she says anything.
1: Yeah, but again, I think you could buy at least somewhat because the Yeti Scottish naturalist has somewhat gotten them used to human interaction. Yeah. Yeah, so the Yeti's a man, as we find out. A Scottish man. How does he eat? What does he eat? He eats snow leopards. (laughs) Um, I feel like that's very clear he's been eating them as tribute yeah okay okay (laughs) you take a snow leopard and you protect them for another day but he says that he's been up on this mountain scaring people away uh for years now and he's just gonna give up because he's losing and eliza just gets so fucking sanctimonious and she's like you're just giving up and it's
0: like bitch
1: he gave up his whole life yeah he lives on a mountain <laughs> now. You know nothing cave.
0: of his sacrifices, you dumb little girl. You, you're 12 you years old. You ride around. You can talk to all your fucking animal friends. You ride around in your RV. You don't have to go to school. You don't get bullied from the kids at your fucking middle school. Nah, you're just riding around and then judging this guy who gave up the last 20 years of his life to protect these goddamn snow leopards.
1: And he doesn't have superpowers, Eliza. Mm-hmm. There was, mauling was a legitimate concern, right? (laughs) And her response to all this is to take matters into her own hands. Would
0: he have not heard her talking to them?
1: I I think this gets into, like, he probably just thought it was another snow leopard growling because people are seemingly mentally handicapped in this show and, like, Mm. unable to connect the dots. It's like, hey.
0: Yeah, all these adults are real dumb. Yeah. So then the Nigel and Marianne, Show up to the same cave?
1: No, I think that's mm-hmm. after. I think we get the whole scene where she pretends to be a Yeti, the one guy is doesn't actually work. smart enough to walk up to oh, it yeah, 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 and yeah. see it's I would be pretty concerned if it was a kid with a with snow, a snow leopard, leopard on its head.
0: Well yeah. And they she freed that oh right, that's how did we talk about how she that's why she got friends with the snow leopard? Is cause she
1: Freed it, yeah. Yeah, Colin. Okay, we so, covered that.
0: Sorry, I was looking up stuff on... A
1: million years of texting.
0: ...the internet. I was looking up stuff on Reddit. It's what you do 90% of your day, Matt. Yeah,
1: except when I'm podcasting. Give it to me,
0: this 0.3%. Put it,
1: put it serious. Um, yeah, so then the men are seemingly going to murder this child because that's the solution yeah, to everything in this show. For sure. I mean, child murder is actually the solution to most things, Yeah, that's so fair. It's just... Most people don't consider it. Yeah. A real yeti comes, or we don't know if it's a real yeti yet. A yeti the comes. The man in the yeti suit seemingly comes to save her, scaring away the people.
0: But they also did a close-up of his feet, which showed yep. that he wasn't wearing shoes. shoes.
1: Yep. and the, Gave it the, away. He was wearing boots, (laughs) notoriously what a yeti wears. And they get back to the cave, and she's like, oh, thank you for saving me. He's like, I've been here the whole time, just letting you get child murdered.
0: Yeah, what a shitty... I
1: don't know. He's He's
0: like, I don't care about humans. He's clearly
1: phoned it in now. Just
0: snow leopards.
1: Yeah, so there's an actual yeti. Well, he didn't know she was going to get child murdered. Yeah, fair. I mean, but she... She did kind of say, like, I'm going to go do this and you have to help me. Well, yeah, but there's no accounting for the stupidity of Eliza Thornberry. Yeah, fair enough.
0: She's not the smartest. Somehow in
1: the Himalayas, then her parents find this cave.
0: Well, that's the cave they've already been to. Is it? Yeah.
1: Okay, so they get back to this cave and Eliza's there with a strange man. Who who? Nigel Thornberry knows.
0: Nigel Thornberry. What did they go to like school together? He was like its professor or something. Yeah, he
1: was. Well, his he mentor. established that he lost his mentor earlier in the episode. Oh, did he? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, he says like, "Oh, my mentor was actually up here, and he disappeared under mysterious circumstances." Oh, you're right. And yeah, nobody's like
0: seen him for twenty years. Leaning into the yeti myth, to and the mom was like, yeah. "Could you not?"
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and right. it turns out. It was a very germane story because uh, there he was. He was the Yeti. Yeah, and they all live happily ever after, even though they've got the most irresponsible okay, daughter. Okay, let's talk about this anecdote right at the end because it really plays up the whole the whole uh, Nigel's a pervert thing. Let's <laughs> hear it. Because he says, let me tell you uh, some embarrassing stories about your father. And Nigel says, not the one about the one-eyed iguana and the shaving cream. <laughs> So that's some fucked shit. If I, the one-eyed iguana and the shaving cream? Yeah, I don't really know how else you could interpret that. That's some nasty sex shit. For sure. And ostensibly, he's going to tell his children about it. His 12-year-old daughter, he's going to tell her about the one-eyed iguana.
0: No wonder Debbie wants to be put up for adoption.
1: Yeah, they have to hear about these nasty sex stories. She's going to go
0: to child services and be like, these are the stories that my father tells me. There's no child
1: services in
0: Africa, Colleen.
1: Well, There probably is, yeah. but I mean, that's why they're always moving around. Nigel is a criminal fleeing <laughs> from the law, uploading nature documentaries onto YouTube as a manic sort of raving. Marianne was originally a victim of his, oh. whom he kidnapped, who now has Stockholm Syndrome, as in in love with him. Loving it. I see it. Yeah. This isn't just... The horror movie is not just about the Yeti. It's a, this is the it's horror movie. It's about Nigel. Life with Nigel. Yeah. So This is sort of a sub-Saharan African version of The Room. Oh. 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 The RV. <laughs> the RV. I love it.
0: Of Room. No, with not Danny that DeVito. Room. 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 We're
1: double the runtime of these two episodes talking about it. I think we're no longer in the Harry Potter corner. We're in the Wild Thornberry RV of horror.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, so overall, um, I thought this show would be funnier. Yeah, it's in like my head, oddly dry. It's very educational. What? And not educational in the sense of like when you'd watch. Um, what's that one that I would constantly watch with the the boys that I nanny? The ones that was like an animal show. It was part Peppa Pig. No, it was part real people talking about things and then they'd animate it and it was
1: Power Rangers.
0: This is going to bother me.
1: Okay, well we'll figure it out after.
0: It's like a show that's on now that we would not have watched when we were children.
1: Yeah, Foods. But it tries to like It tries to stake itself as like an educational show but tries in no way to talk to you about like What these animal habitats are like. It's
0: less of an educational show. And it reminds me more of Rocket Power. Where it's like teaching you values. But not necessarily educating you. On a topic.
1: I thought Rocket Power did a way better job. Of trying to be like hey don't be a dick. Or don't do this to your friends. Whereas this is like. Don't break elephants out to and then back into a nature preserve while simultaneously almost killing your whole family.
0: Those wildcrats.
1: I don't know what that is. Yeah, but...
0: because you didn't nanny children for four years. This is
1: true. I also... I just feel like the wildcratic party is not going to take Congress, <laughs> and that's really the barrier that's a problem.
0: Sorry, what were you saying?
1: It's just not, like, whol- wholesome. Wholesome. Or, like, yeah, I don't think it's, like, morally educational or nature well, educational. I think because the show doesn't come down hard enough on Eliza. Yeah. Eliza is doing bad yeah, things. Yeah, she's bulletproof. She's, like, fucking up. And at the end of the episode, it's always like, wow, what a good job you did, Eliza. No, I mean, she was she made so many fucking mistakes. Well, because Eliza is the reason that they're such great nature photographers because she always sets them up yeah. to get the shot. And they're hooked on that cash. Yeah, and that oculus it's sex. All about cult. that fucking paper. If they
0: found out about her superpower,
1: yeah, well, she'd lose it. Oh, right. Is that that's the stakes, right? That's the core. Cons- yeah, she can't. If she tells anybody, she loses the superpower. Uh-huh. That happens in one of the episodes or movies or something.
0: I'm pretty sure I just read yeah. about it on that Reddit post, and it was like she has to tell Debbie
1: to save her life for
0: some reason. Um.
1: Yeah i I thought the show was surprisingly not funny i think there's still like i think all cartoons have their moments like the donnie stuff i thought was funny i think like the yeti being a scottish person is pretty absurd and, and yeah. plays into it well um but yeah it just didn't hold up well i think i'm probably every time we do a cartoon i'm probably going to feel this way Where
0: is that for spongebob so,
1: yeah, SpongeBob's sacred. It's like entered such like holy. It's also meme to high hell now. So I'll feel like I know it, even though I'll probably forget half the context for what the things are coming from. But yeah, it just like it hasn't aged poorly. It's just not entertaining to watch now.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So, how many Jungle to Jungles would you give mm. Wild Thornberry? See, this is a hard question because Jungle to Jungle was... Terrible. I, think, I, I described it as joyless.
0: But it was funny. But was it, though? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no, no. You're thinking of the episode we right. recorded yeah, the- about Jungle We were funny. To Jungle, that I thought we were funny. We were funny. No. Yeah. it It's better than Jungle to Jungle, but not by much. Like 1.4 or 5 Jungle to Jungles. We managed to talk more about this movie, these two episodes, which had half as much or a third as much time as jungle to jungle so we talked for 20 minutes longer about two wild thorn episodes than we did about jungle to jungle
0: yeah but we riffed a lot
1: yeah but the riffability adds to the the enjoyment factor yeah the, jungle to jungle was not as riffable as i wanted it to
0: yeah, be yeah that's fair
1: yeah so i maybe it's like two two jungle to jungles I, yeah that sounds right
0: yeah i'd go with two jungle to jungles
1: I'm gonna give this 1.7 jungle to jump. Mm, yeah, good. the precision. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I
1: think it'll be really interesting to do more cartoons from this era of Nickelodeon. Like, I think we're getting close to Fairly Odd Parents. Jimmy Neutron will be in there at some point. Like, I'm curious if this will. Oh, of course, when we're gonna catch oh, them all.
0: Uh, more because
1: we're Danny Phantom.
0: About men. What about what about? What's the one with Powderpuff Girls? Oh
1: yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm super excited for that. Mojo Jojo, great villain. Oh, Powderpuff Girls is also pretty hilarious, as I recall. But I can't, you know, maybe I'm just living a lie. I like Powerpuff Girls. Jeez. Yeah, we're
0: definitely living a lie. We're gonna rewatch it. It's gonna ruin it. It's like no, shattering. but
1: that's also, that's also Cartoon Network, and Cartoon Network was on some shit. That's yeah. true. Okay, like that shit was it was subversive. It got up in your in your dome. Yeah, and it did some things. It was good. Um, well, yeah, I, I think, like, <laughs> Nigel is such a weird character. Like, there's a lot to unpack from this show.
0: I feel like we could do, like, a whole, you know what we should do? We should do, like, a whole episode, because this is a class Yeah,
1: the people whatever. who did Rugrats, the yeah, people who did... Yeah, we should do, like, a like, whole
0: episode where we real revisit monsters. a little bit of all of their shows, because there's a lot of yeah, them.
1: Yeah, what the fuck were their animators smoking? Oh, a, yeah. a lot it's pretty impressive. A lot, right? Rocket Power was also one. Yep. Um, so we're we're on a we're on a roll with them in terms all of right, creators. Alright, let's look like at
0: Klasky Supo shows. Rugrats, Wild Thornberrys, uh, Rocket Power, All Real Monsters, As Told by Ginger. Don't know those ones.
1: So these guys just ran Nickelodeon for like a decade.
0: But yeah, they had a yeah. lot of, I mean, it was just like a, also a lot of movies. Because think about this, like all of these shows we've been talking about also, had movies, yeah, of course. You guys remember
1: the Rugrats in Paris? Yep. Yeah, that was a good movie, that was right? A good movie. There's no way that doesn't hold up.
0: Oh my god, Rugrats I mean, Go I Wild! Think- there was a fucking mashup episode or a mashup movie between Rugrats and the wild thorn That's just
1: low hanging fruit. No, 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 I think that's something else.
0: No, 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 here is the photo.
1: Okay, we have to do this. Okay, there's no you went to images and there were like no photos interesting it's
0: literally this is the one that I think I found on that I'm
1: not convinced you didn't just photoshop that well we'll leave the suspense (laughs) until next time in terms of if it's real or not and we'll see you all next week thanks for joining us on this week's episode of everything you remember sucks join us next week and don't forget your chaos emeralds see you then